Luke 10, verse 38. Martha, I'm sorry, you'll, uh, you'll be brought up a tiny bit. Hey, finally. Cool. Um, we live in a consumer world, we all know this, um, and we're constantly being told that our priority in life should be to have or achieve certain things, right? When our priority should be God. And when I say our priority should be God, I'm not saying anything new. We've all been raised in church. You know, we've, we hear it all the time. Um, but if you find yourself like I do a lot of the time, my, uh, my thoughts and knowledge of God being my priority doesn't always follow my actions and desires of God being my priority. Um, but before we continue, what are your priorities? I'm sure when I say priorities, something comes to your head. Um, if nothing comes to your head, it might be um, school, achieving highly, work, working hard. Um, it might be a priority to have things, wealth, stability, family, respect, reputation. Um, or it might be a priority just to feel good, uh, whether that's to do nothing at all, get all the jobs out of the way and just relax, or a priority to feel pleasure in either good things or bad things. Um, but why, why do we have these priorities? Like, why do they exist? Right? The, the reason why we have these priorities and the reason why the world pushes these priorities on us is because we think that once we have these priorities or we, we have or we achieve something, that we'll reach a state of peace or satisfaction. Right? And that's, that's what we're constantly being told. You want, you'll be satisfied once you get this. Once I have this, I'll be at a state of peace. Which, in reality, is quite contrary, right? Because what starts to happen is we start to feel this anxiety about what we have and what we don't have or what we've achieved or what we haven't achieved. We start to get depressed about what we have and what we haven't achieved. Or we start getting focused, right? We start getting so obsessed on things that we start to push other important things aside. Um, or if you're lucky, right, and you finally achieve or have that want, um, Christian to non-Christian, we can all relate that thought of, of what it would feel like to achieve or have that item doesn't actually match that feeling that you have in the moment. If anything, that achievement or that want now becomes the standard of your living, right? You, you know, when you're, when you're trying to reach that A grade and you finally got to that point or you wanted this item so bad and now that's the standard of your living. That's what this achievement that you've strived so highly for now becomes how you live your life. Um, so what I kind of want to do is I want to go through um, some scripture today of uh, Luke 10 verse 38 to, sorry, 38 and the rest of that, um, of Martha who I guess kind of missed the point. And I guess in our lives when we focus on these things, sometimes we miss the point. Oh, crap. Cool. Um, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he had to say. But Martha was distracted by all the preparation that had to be made. She came to him and asked him, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, sorry Martha. Uh, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Cool. Um, so let's quick overview. Uh, we've got Christ coming in from a nearby village. We've got uh, Martha, Mary. Martha opens the door to Christ. 
Mary goes and sits at Christ's feet and Martha's left doing all these different things. Um, in the Greek, it says that Martha was focused on hospitality. So that's what we're going to go with today. Um, and I guess serving can be added in, but my point is um, drawing on that hospitality. So if we look at this, right, Martha is distracted with hospitality. And hospitality, it makes sense that she would be distracted with hospitality, right? You've got the literal son of God in your house, right? It makes complete sense that she would be focused on hospitality because it's an honorable, it's noble, and it's a worthwhile good thing, right? And it makes sense that she would be stressed out, that she would be worried, right? She would feel anxiety and that, that pressure to please and impress Christ, um, and though that we don't have the literal Son of God sitting in our house, I think a lot of us, we feel that same pressure to perform and to achieve and to have certain things. Um, so I just want to, I just kind of want to go back to, let's go verse 40. Um, now, it makes sense that Martha is caught up on all these different things. What doesn't make sense is that, she, that Mary's sitting at Christ's feet. Um, but Martha was distracted by all the preparation that had to be made. She can't, uh, okay. So I'm going to jump to, jump to what I have. Martha was being drawn away by many chores. Okay. Of hospitality. The same applies here. Um, we've all kind of seen an unprepared Middle Eastern woman before, right? You're sitting back, right? Everyone's seen their mum before. Guests come over. You're sitting back like, what's going on? Your sister or brother sitting back like, what's going on? Even Barbara sitting back like, yo, what's, what's happening? So what starts to happen, right, is, is she starts to become detached, right? She starts to become distant. And we've all seen this before. We've all seen someone become distant. And what starts to happen, I guess, in our lives is, is our natural gaze on good, worthwhile, honorable, and noble priorities is our gaze is focused here. And naturally, our gaze points us and draws us away from Christ, right? And Christ and our brothers and sisters sometimes. And when we're distant from our brothers and sisters and we've got all this weight and this pressure in life, what starts to happen is the weight becomes even heavier, right? Because we're not getting that full nourishment from God, right? We're distant. We're too focused on these things. Um, and I guess with all that weight and that pressure, um, I kind of want to have a look at, uh, I guess, at how Martha reacts and I guess how sometimes we react. Um, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And I guess this can, um, this, I, I, I guess looking at Martha, right? You can see there's, there's a little bit of attitude in her voice as well. Don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And I think in our lives, when we're so caught up on life, what starts to happen, when we're not getting that full nourishment from God, we start feeling this weight and this pressure and we start asking ourselves if, if God really cares, if he even cares. And if you don't ask God if he even cares, it can be manifested in a few different ways. It might be doubting God, questioning him. I'm going through all this rubbish and I just, I just don't see him or I'm, I just don't see him in general. So he might not exist at all. Um, so I think we fall into that, that same trap. And then what starts to happen is she starts asking God, tell her to help me. Uh, and I think this is interesting. I know in my own life and I've seen in, in many people's lives is we don't, we don't look to Christ as, as our first point of reference for help. We're going through all this rubbish, right? And, and, and Martha's asking Mary for help. And Mary could have helped Martha, but it wasn't Mary's help that Martha needed. 
right? It's God's. And I think we have the same thing in our lives, right? We start looking to God or we start asking God for help from people we don't need help from or things that we don't need help from. Or if we don't ask God, we just look for things in this world. Um, and listen, if you want to talk to a psychologist, counselor, I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. My focus is, is more on the point of to get by, to cope, or just to make things a bit more pleasurable, we just look to the world and sometimes we miss Christ. Um, give me a second. So, why should we be looking to God as our help? It's so backwards from the world, right? Why is Mary sitting at Christ's feet? It's, it's so against, it's so against what, what, what's going on here, right? It makes complete sense to be here. It doesn't make sense to be there. Um, but when we look at Mary, she grabs her worries and her wants, the things that are stressing her out, and she brings them to Christ's feet. Right? And, and when she's at Christ's feet, she finds those two things that we're longing for when we're seeking these things in life. She finds peace and she finds satisfaction. Right? She finds peace and she finds satisfaction. Peace knowing that she was with God and that whatever happened, she was exactly where God wanted her to be. And then satisfaction. The satisfaction that she's in a relationship with the creator of this world and that all that mattered again at the end of the day was her just being with God. And I guess that same peace and that same satisfaction Christ so desperately wants to give to us. Now, um, when, we, when, we look at, uh, when we look at what Mary's doing, she's aligning herself with Christ. And when you align yourself with Christ, what happens is you're in a position where He wants you to be, right? And, and please grab onto this, all right? Where God wants you to be is way better where you think you should be or where anyone else thinks that you should be. Right? And when you're aligned with Christ and you're in a relationship with Christ, what starts to happen to those desires, those wants and those achievements that we want, right? that's when we find maximum fulfillment and joy and satisfaction in them. Because right? you can write the story to your life and it can be a good story. right? But when God writes the story to your life, it's a bestseller. So let Christ be the author to your life. Um, so jumping back, we'll, we'll jump back to, back to uh, Martha and Mary. Uh, so what a, let, let's kind of look at this practically. What does it actually mean to sit at Christ's feet? Because we're in the 21st century. Jesus isn't chilling here as much as I'd like him to be here. Um, so when we look at Mary, uh, sorry, Mary, yes. Um, what, starts to, what starts to happen is uh, she's listening to God. And to listen to God, you must be able to hear God. And to hear God, you must be able to expose yourself to God. So my mentor groups... As you guys know, what are, what are some ways that we can expose ourselves to God? Work with me. Phoebes, I'm sorry, I'm calling you out. What, what's something that we can use to, to expose ourselves to hearing God? Scripture and prayer, right? And you guys will hear me say fellowship and worship, but today we'll focus on Scripture and prayer. Um, so prayer and Scripture are our ways to expose ourselves to God. But when we look at this, right, and I love this verse because... This is, Mary is a perfect example that it's not easy to expose ourselves to God, right? It's actually really hard, right? It takes focus and it takes discipline. Because if you look at this, right, Mary's sitting at Christ's feet and Christ is here and Martha's doing all these things, right? She's rattling, right? She's, she's running around doing all these things. She's giving Jesus even a bit of attitude. Can you imagine being Mary? What's going on? Um, so it takes discipline and it takes focus to be able to expose ourselves um, to God. Not only discipline and focus, but we must be able to humble ourselves. Humbling ourselves to Christ's feet, 
right? It, we're not staring at Christ. We're, we're bringing ourselves down and we're looking up to our Savior. And then openness and the open heart to be able to allow God to work in our lives. So I'm going to go over that again. Focus. You give God all your attention, right? Discipline. Despite all those distractions, your eyes and your heart is in a state listening to God. Humbling your, uh, humility, right? To humble yourself, removing all your pride, all your selfish ambition, and just focusing on Christ. And then openness, to be open to what God has to say about your life, even though you might not like it. And trust me, it's hard. It's real hard. Um, so we've got focus, we've got discipline, we've got humility, and we've got openness. And they're all great, right? They're all great if you want to have a one-off encounter with God here and there, once a week, maybe once every month. To have a continual relationship with God, we must have a realization, right? A realization that He's the most important thing to your life, right? So is He the most important thing to your life? If He's not, what is? All right? What happens when it's gone? See, everything's going to fade away. All right? It's all going to be gone. Uh, those honorable, noble, good things, one day they're going to be gone. Um, the, the career you have, the money you have, the items you have, the things that you've achieved in life, they're all great, right? But one day they're all going to fade away. Matthew six seventeen to 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. The challenge is, is where is your heart? What's it in? What happens when it's gone? Is your heart in things that can be eaten away, that can be stolen, that will eventually fade away? Or is it in something that is everlasting? Christ is our rock. And here's where we will find our peace and our satisfaction. Strive to do well. And please, please, when I, when I say these things are going to fade away, don't, I'm not cutting that down. Strive to do well, succeed, and make a great life for yourself. That's, God wants that. God wants you to have a great life. But don't get so caught up in distractions that you miss the point, that you miss Jesus. And let us not forget... Oh, whoa. Sorry. Um... Make your life impactful for Christ. Let Him be the author. I'm going to say it again as well. When, when we make Christ our priority and when we align ourselves with Christ, that's when we find maximum pleasure and fulfillment in our achievements, in these honorable, noble, worthwhile things. Because I'm, I, I think we as a society, and everywhere I go, and I'm sure everywhere you guys go, you start to see the same thing where people don't, people don't even question People aren't even questioning their, why they're here or their, their own existence, right? And, and a lot of us, we're just kind of, not you guys, but some of you guys, right, you know, um, are floating around with our emotions and our feelings guiding us instead of us having a solid foundation and a solid path to follow. Um, so my sermon, I guess, is, is just don't miss the point. Don't, don't miss the point of Jesus. If you're caught up in your sin, in your temptation, bring it to Christ. God is the rope. Right? There's no point in the rope being there if he's only there for when you're out of your sin. Right? Bring it to him. Bring them to his feet. Um, in that, repent, ask for grace. And, and whenever you're feeling that rubbish, bring them down to him. Um, if you're worried about where your life is meant to go, 
rest assured, man, he cares way more about your path than you do. Right? So if you're continually aligning yourself with God, and I've seen this in my own life, and I've seen this in many people's lives, when you continue to align yourself with God, what starts to happen is He'll open and close the right doors, and He'll change your desires to His desires. And it will take you on the exact path, that path that's better than where you think you should be or where other people might think you should be. Um, and I guess if you're at a state where you kind of feel in all these distractions and you're wondering if God cares or maybe you're just doubting God altogether. If you're, if you're doubting God altogether, when you challenge it and try to understand God, do it properly. Actually try to seek and understand His Word. Right? There are many people in here who would love to be challenged and love, would absolutely love to help you on that journey of, of being in a deep relationship with Christ. Um, just finally, we all know the verse, Christ is at the door knocking. Christ was at the door knocking. It was Martha who opened the door, but it was Mary who listened. Um, don't let your distractions miss you from seeing Christ who's right in this room with you. Um, I just came back from this camp with troubled youths. Um, a lot of them are on the doorstep of, of drug addiction, of prison, parents who are locked up. It's messy. Um, and some of these guys, it's, it's going to be a rough life. It's going to be a real, a real rough life for them. And they might not be able to hear the gospel that many times in their life. We're here once a week. The light is here. The path is here. You know, Christ is here. Christ is calling you. Christ wants to be in a deep relationship. Don't let the things of the world distract you from seeing him. Um, I'm just going to quickly wrap up in, in prayer. Lord, I, um, I just thank you for this time that we've been able to share. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you just open our, our hearts, Lord, and allow us to be receptive, Lord. Help us not to be caught up in our distractions, Lord. And, and may we be able to just bring our worries and our, and our wants and our desires, Lord, and, and lay them at your feet, Lord. May we have the focus, the discipline, the humility, Lord, and the openness, Lord, that, and, and a realization, Lord, that you are the most important thing um, to our life. In your name we pray. Amen.